Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, A-TIP. That's correct, A-A-T-I-P. If we go to Wikipedia, we find that A-TIP stands for the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, AATIP, ATIP, was a secret investigatory effort funded by the United States government to study unidentified flying objects, UFOs, or unexplained aerial phenomena, UAPs. The program was first made public on December 16, 2017. That the program actually began in 2007 with funding of $22 million over the five years until the available appropriations were ended in 2012. The program began in the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency. Although the official AATIP program has ended, a related group of interested professionals have extended the effort, founding a public benefit corporation named to the STARS Academy of Arts and Science. Now that's from Wikipedia. Now if you've been listening to this podcast or if you have an interest in UFOs, then you probably have heard of the group called To the STARS Academy of Arts and Science, founded by uh, Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge. And it's, it's well known and well documented. And it's interesting to see here that we have former members of ATIP migrating over to this new uh, private company. If we go back to Wikipedia, it tells us in 2007, an unnamed agent from the DIA contacts Robert Bigelow and requests to see the Skinwalker Ranch in person. Bigelow obliges, and the agent has a personalized close encounter on the ranch. He then reports his experience to his superiors, which was the initial catalyst for Senator Harry Reid appropriating $22 million for the study of the ranch initiated by then-Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, Nevada, to study unexplained aerial phenomena, UAP, at the urging of Reid's friend, Nevada billionaire and governmental contractor Robert Bigelow, and with support from the late Senators Ted Stevens, Republican Alaska, and Daniel Inyahe, Republican Democrat from Hawaii. The program began in the DIA in 2007 and ended after five years with a budget of $22 million spread out over five years. Senator Reed is from the state of Nevada, we're told, where the highly classified United States Air Force facility known as Area 51 is hosted. After the Roswell UFO incident in New Mexico in 1947, Area 51 was long rumored to be the store location for the crashed alien craft for study. Interviewed in the aftermath of ATEP's disclosure, Reed expressed pride in his accomplishment and was quoted as saying, 
I think it's one of the good things I did in my congressional service. I've done something that no one has done before. The ATIP has generated a currently 490-page report that documents alleged worldwide UFO sightings over several decades. This report has not been released to the public. I would like to take just a second here and comment on the birth of this ATIP program. And it seems to me, at least personally, a little bothersome that this whole program started based on the curiosity of one anonymous DIA employee. And then it seems as though the whole program is so insulated because it's almost like you have this anonymous person contacting Senator Reid, who at the time was a very powerful politician, and then they decide to start this program, and then it involves this Mr. Bigelow, and the first studies done on his ranch, uh, somebody gets a check for $22 million, it's supposed to last five years, and we don't really know where the money's spent. Now, we have all heard about some of the the uh, NIDS research that was done there, Bigelow's company, and we're not really told if the money was given to them. We're not told if this was just a totally independent study. I mean, going out on a limb here, to me, the whole thing just seems very strange. Now, I'm not suggesting that anything was done, you know, illegally or unethically, but if we're going to do honest, fair UFO research, it just seems like there should be a lot more transparency. And it seems like the whole process should be a lot more democratic than to just have an anonymous DIA employee approach uh, one of the most powerful men at that time in the United States government. And they get together with one of the richest uh, UFO enthusiasts in the U.S. today, and they, and they just birthed this program. And now, all this time later, 2000, it's 2019 now, and we find out that there's 400 and there's a 490 page report it says documents allege worldwide UFO sightings so it's a document about 490 pages long talking about UFO sightings maybe even encounters that have taken across taken place across the whole world but here we're told this report has not been released to the public this would really seem to lack disclosure and transparency now we go on to the Wikipedia article, and quoting it says, AATIP, that's ATIP, was headed by Louis Elizondo, who resigned from the Pentagon in October 2017 to protest government secrecy and opposition to the investigation, stating in a resignation letter to U.S. Defense Secretary James Mattis that the program was not being taken seriously. Elizondo said on December 19, 2017, that he believed there was a very that there was very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. While the United States Department of Defense has stated that the program was terminated in 2012, the exact status of ATIP and its termination remains unclear. Now remember, Elizondo is a fellow that's gone to work for Tom DeLong, and. You know, maybe I'm a conspiracy theory, but it wouldn't seem conspiracy theorist, but 
it wouldn't seem like it would take that much effort to connect the dots. So you have the guy who apparently was a former head of this uh, secret program, ATIP, where the whole job was to basically investigate UFO paranormal stuff. They must have done a lot of it because they have a 490-page report. It says it documents worldwide UFO sightings. So the fellow has all this knowledge, and then he says that he's upset with the government government because they're not uh, they're not releasing the stuff and they're not uh, taking him serious. So he quits working for them and goes to work for Tom DeLonge's company, this to the Stars Academy. And what's and what does the the company he goes to work for? What are they doing now? Well, they claim they have possession of I believe seven different uh, UFO metamaterial samples. And they've stated that these samples have come from individuals and government um, sources. I mean, that's what's out there on the Internet, at least. They've recently signed a contract with the U.S. Army. So this all begs the question of, is this process transparent enough? We have people moving from high-level government jobs that are investigating UFOs directly into private companies that are investigating UFOs, and then contracting back with the U.S. government. Now, we go on a little further, and we read here from Wikipedia. It says that while the United States Department of Defense has stated that the program was was terminated in 2012, the exact status of ATIP and its termination remains unclear. Benjamin Radford wrote in Skeptical Inquirer, and I'll just say that I'm not a big fan of Skeptical Inquirer, you know, as a UFO investigator, that among what little information has been released by the program are several short video of military jets encountering something they couldn't identify, a complete list of all 38 published studies that were funded by the program became available in 2019. Well, it's odd they throw in there the bit about the, the, the cockpit videos. Now, we all know those came from the recent release. Uh, well, I think there's actually the videos came out in 2017. And those are the videos, of course, that we've talked about in this podcast. And you can go back and listen to those podcasts about the Nimitz Battle Carrier Group. They were doing the exercises there off of San Diego, whatever. And multiple fleets of UFOs have been sighted. Uh, remember the Men, in ba- the Men in Black podcast that, that we did here that they talk- we talked about how... Um, unidentified individuals came onto the ship via helicopter, how uh, witnesses had come forward and said that evidence was erased or destroyed, and that the remaining evidence, uh, in the form of what they call a brick, which is just basically a big memory brick of uh, all the computer data, was given to these two individuals, and they left with it. Now, that was in, what, 2004, and a couple of those videos in question end up in the hands of Luis Elizondo in 2017, and they're released publicly with the To the Academy of Stars, whatever, watermark stapled all over them. So there's a real question of chain of custody. What happened? You know, the videos that we see all over the internet now, the ones that were released like in late 2017 by Tom DeLong's group, we know those came from that Nimitz uh, battle carrier group that was doing the exercises. We know that. That's not even disputed, but how they got from uh, the ship's radar into the hands of these two unnamed individuals into the hands of uh, Luis Elizondo remains a, somewhat of a mystery as far as I can tell. 
and and what and the fact that the skeptical inquirer would bring this up and kind of try to boot, almost seems like they're trying to 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 uh, belittle those videos and uh it's the cat's out of the bag the videos are real we've all seen them now we go on further back here with with the wikipedia again it says although the program was not named specifically program leader elizondo was quoted in the huffington post in october 2017 Several days earlier, Elizondo announced his involvement in founding an aerospace science paranormal and entertainment company called To the Stars Academy for Arts and Science. ATIP came to a broader public attention on the 16th of December 2017 in three news stories in the Washington Post, Politico, and the New York Times. The story in the Times included doubts about alien visitation expressed by James Oberg, a space writer and UFO debunker, and Sarah Seeger, a scientific specialist on the atmospheres of extrasolar planets. Oberg said there are plenty of prosaic events and human perceptual traits that can account for these stories, although he welcomed further research. It also reported that Robert Bigelow, a billionaire entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Reed, received most of the money allocated for the Pentagon program. Well, this is a problem when you have a uh, UFO investigation program by the government that seems to have just been um, started on a whim, more or less. I mean, as we were told... An anonymous employee from the DIA goes out to Skinwalker Ranch uh, with the permission of Mr. Bigelow, has an experience, and decides that he wants to start this program. Well, if in fact most of the $22 million did go to Mr. Bigelow, then, you know, without without accusing anybody of a conflict of interest, because that's not what we're doing here, but it just could have that appearance to some people and what that does in my opinion is it seems like it leaves the door open for the debunkers to come in and question the uh, research and then to generalize that and say well these ufo investigators are just out for money and it's hard to defend against that argument when we find out that supposedly a 490 page report's been created through the atip program but it's never been released to the public after all of these years. And it also can create a lot of skepticism when the director of that program, you know, that program that received $22 million, goes from being the director of ATIP to being uh, a leader, a founder, and a private company that stands to benefit from the collection of UFO metamaterial, UFO data. In fact... Right now, I mean, they have those two cockpit videos uh, distributed all over the internet with their company watermark on them. So you could argue that, yes, they are benefiting already from this research. And when that happens, not saying that anybody's doing anything unethical or illegal, but the problem is, in my opinion, that the way it's being handled fuels the fire for the debunkers to come in and say, well, these guys are just a bunch of money grabbers. They're trying to make money off the you know, federal government off the taxpayer's dime, and it's all hogwash. When, in fact, as UFO, as serious UFO investigators, we know that something is going on. We just don't know what. We're trying to honestly investigate it, though, and trying to do it in a transparent manner. And this, it's hard to say that ATIP was 
investigating UFO phenomena in a transparent manner when they still have not released the 490-page report. Now, we can go on here from the Washington Post. Wikipedia tells us, the story reported that Elizondo was responsible for the public release of footage by USS fighter jets that appears to show aerial objects and maneuvering in inexplicable ways in the USS Princeton aerial object incident. Now, I just want to stop here one second. They're using phrases like appear, you know, allegedly. And this is what happens when you have evidence like the cockpit video that we've all seen. And here's the problem. When that evidence is taken, given to, absconded with, whatever, but when that evidence moves from the Navy to two, which almost seem like men in black, and then to Mr. Elizondo, you have a problem here with the chain of custody. Now, if you were to take a, this case into court and try to um, introduce these videos into court as evidence, you probably have a hard time because you can't prove the chain of custody. Even now, the Navy comes out and says, oh, well, there were these, these radar cockpit videos. Yes, they're legitimate, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, a lot of people can point to this and say, yeah, well, they're real. How do you know that? Where's the chain of custody? And we're not seeing the transparency that we need to see as far as keeping these uh, UFO investigations above board and conforming to the scientific method. Okay, we go back to Wikipedia here, and it says... The story reported that Elizondo was responsible for the public release of footage taken by U.S. fighter jets that appears to show aerial objects maneuvering in inexplicable ways in the USS Princeton aerial object incident. The newspaper also stated that it had conducted several interviews with Elizondo and former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Intelligence Christopher Mellon, who is associated with Elizondo in the private venture named to the Stars Academy for Arts and Science. So here we go again. We have former government employees, and these are employees that had major positions of power moving into the private sector and apparently taking some of this UFO evidence with them, or it's being transferred to them at least. So there remains a question of the chain of custody. How did it get from the government lockboxes to the private company? That's it's fair to ask that question. In political, in the Politico story, Pentagon spokesmen were told Dana White confirmed that Elizondo had been director of AATIP. So there we have it. We have confirmation that this current Academy to the Stars of Science TSSA guy, DeLong's, DeLong's guy, was in charge at ATIP. That's kind of a that's kind of an important job. Politico published a statement by an anonymous former congressional staff member. Now, I've got one question. Why do they have to be anonymous? Why can't there just be a public record? I mean, here we go back to this lack of transparency again. It says, After a while, the consensus was that we really couldn't find anything of substance. They produced reams of paperwork. After all of that, there was really nothing there that, that we could find. It all pretty much dissolved from that reason alone, and the interest level was losing steam. We only did it for a couple of years. Okay, that's fine. But that brings us to the next question, the 490-page report. Are they not releasing it because there's something in there of value that they don't want to share with us? Or are they not releasing it because the report 
was had no value and they're afraid to release it because they don't want it to be under taxpayer scrutiny. Back to Wikipedia. On January 16, 2019, the DIA released a list of 38 research titles pursued by the program in response to a Freedom of Information Act request by Stephen Aftergood, director of the Federation of American Scientists Project on Government Secrecy. One such research topic, traversable wormholes, stargates, and negative energy, was led by Eric W. Davis of Earth Technical Incorporated, which was founded by Harold Puthoff, who was formerly involved in the Stargate uh, Star, the Project Stargate. Another project, called Invisibility Cloaking, was headed by German scientist Ulf Leonhardt, a professor at Weizmann Institute of Science in Israel. Leonhardt's research pertains to theoretical quantum optics, and in 2006, his work on theoretically creating an invisible wormhole in space, inside which objects can be hidden, was cited by Nature. Yet another title, Warp Drive, Dark Energy and Manipulation of Extra Dimensions, was attributed to theoretical physicist Richard Obese, director of the nonprofit Icarus Interstellar. So you can see here, not only were they researching UFOs, but there was a lot of research being done in theoretical physics, which may have been related to the whole entire UFO phenomena, but we don't know because it won't release a report. Now finally, it says here in Wikipedia on May 22, 2019, Pentagon spokesman Christopher Sherwood finally confirmed to the New York Post that the program did pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena, dispelling rumors that the program only focused on theoretical physics. On May 26, 2019, the New York Times reported that the U.S. Navy pilots fully briefed a tip about the encounters about encounters they had with unexplained objects during the summer of 2014 to 2015 while flying high altitudes off the east coast of the United States. Now, these were the east coast sightings that haven't got as much coverage as the west coast sightings. But here you go again. This is 2014-15, and it looks like uh, Elizondo would, should have been privy to this. Probably was, I would assume, if he was running ATIP, and ATIP briefed these pilots. So ATIP is there on the scene with these Navy pilots, with these with these highly reliable witnesses. They're the first ones there. They have basically inside information. It says, nonetheless, President Donald Trump, who said he had a short briefing on ATIP, said he is skeptical of, skeptical of Navy sightings of UFOs. On June 1st, 2019, The Intercept published an article with an excerpt from an email obtained via FOIA request. The excerpt called into question Elizondo's position at ATIP. Yes, ATIP existed, and it did pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomena. Pentagon spokesperson Christopher Sherwood confirmed. However, he added Elizondo had no responsibilities with regard to a with regard to the ATIP program while he worked at OUSDI, the Office of Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence, up until the time he resigned effective 10 4 2017. To the Stars has attempted to clarify this with an email. The program was initially run out of the Defense Intelligence Agency, but when Lou took it over in 2010 as director, 
he ran it out of the Office of Secretary of Defense under the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. Wow. So you can see what happens here with these programs. It seems as though they just uh, move around between these alphabet agencies. The people that work for them seem to be able to move from one agency to another at will. And what you end up with, you have a bureaucracy that's really designed for secrecy. And that's perfectly understandable as it's part of the whole defense of the United States. But if we're going to have true, transparent investigation of the UFO phenomena, it would seem we could do it in a lot better way than to have a secretive government organization do the investigating and then to disband that organization and apparently transfer all of the evidence and data and maybe some even of the physical evidence such as UFO metamaterial, parts of spaceships perhaps, to have that transferred from the government's hands, the government's possessions, into the possession of a private corporation or private company where the public has absolutely no access to it. And this is the biggest problem that I have with ATIP. While I can appreciate the research they did, I would much more appreciate a look at that 490-page report that they put together. And I would really like to know what happened to all of the physical evidence they found. How much of it is still scattered about the countryside, and how much of it has been collected by private companies who are now trying to back-engineer it. That's the real question. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.